Hey, Bitch Talkers. Welcome to episode 238 of the Bitch Talk Podcast. I'm Erin. Ange is here. Hi. We have got a special guest on this show. Her name's Tawny Newsom. She's going to appear at Sketchfest. Uh, it's during a podcast, a live podcast taping called Spontanea Nation with Paul F. Tompkins, Janet Varney, and other special guests. Um, but we had her on. She's fucking amazing. She's also a Bay Area native. So that was refreshing to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, those tickets can be found at uh, sketchfest.com. The show is actually on Friday, January 12th. It's from 10 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. at the Marines Memorial Theater at 609 Center Street in San Francisco. So buy tickets. Uh, go see Spontaneous Nation. Say hi to Tawny for us. Say, hey, oh, I heard you on Bitch Talk. It was amazing. You Wait, be we'll be again. there. Or I'll be oh, there. Oh, okay. Well, Ange will be there, apparently. It's kind of past my bedtime. But uh, enjoy <laughs> our episode with Tawny Newsom and uh, go to Sketchfest. Tawny Newsom, welcome to Bitch Talk. How are you? What's up? I'm great. How are you? We're we're good. It's a little chilly in San Francisco. Uh, we will I warm it, it up. Was sunny for you. today. I feel cold. I'm freezing. Okay, it depends we'll on what up. part of the city you're in. But yeah. anyway, we'll warm it up for you once you get here <laughs> in January. Um, Tawny, you're going to be here for Sketch Fest on Friday, January 12th, from 10 to 11:30 p.m. at the Marines Memorial Theater. Um, is this your first time doing Sketch Fest? Uh, no, I, I came last year with uh, with Spontanea Nation, and then uh, oh. I did a show with the Pilots Pod as well. It was super fun. Everything was. I love. I mean, I grew up in Northern California, so going to San Francisco, I'm always like, "Yay! I get to see my parents for free." <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. You were you were also just here for the Strictly Hardly Bluegrass, right? Yeah, that's one I've been doing for years and years. That's that. I mean, I love Sketchfest, but as a musician, that that's my favorite festival like in the country. I think I've ever done. It's so great. Wow! <laughs> awesome. It is one of the better ones to go in the city as well, and not just because it's free. I right. Think. But that <laughs> like helps. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anything free in San Francisco is, is like, is, what? Is magical. <laughs> yeah. And the vibe is so cool. Yeah. I, I was going to say you're a singer, you're an actor, and you're a sketch improv comedian. What else do you do? You write. You do. Yeah. I made Show a bunch off. of I made a bunch of Christmas ornaments this year. Does that count? So I guess I'm like aspiring Pinterest mom with no. I was kids. gonna say, are you are you now on Etsy selling your uh, your wares? I should. I don't know if I could sell them. Like they're good for like my husband and I to look at, but like I think if I was gonna charge someone forty dollars. I don't know. I'd also need to like up my like cutesy backstory game. I feel like those Etsy shops always have like, <laughs> oh, it's getting chilly here in Montana and I made soup. And now, you know, whereas me, I'm just like, I live in LA and I'm unemployed. So I made Christmas ornaments. <laughs> <laughs> That's a backstory we can relate to yeah, we here at that. Bitch Talk. We relate to that and oh. we relate to the hustle. Um, nice. Yeah. So what, what came first? Was it the music or the comedy or both? Uh, I guess both. I mean, when I was like younger, I was doing a lot of musical theater and then um, I like was dancing and in choirs and stuff as a kid. And then I went to college at DePaul in Chicago and I um, was doing like straight acting and I was, you know, trying to be like a very serious actress. And I got out of college and did a couple like things at Chicago Shakespeare and a couple other like prestigious theaters and 
I was just like not good at it. Um, so then comedy kind of <laughs> found me and saved me because I think I was just always trying to be funny. Even when I didn't know it, I was trying to be this serious actress, but some part of me was always like, like kind of <laughs> jumping out of the room a little bit. Um, yeah. But, and then throughout that, when like my uh, theatrical career was kind of like struggling in my early 20s in Chicago because I just wasn't getting cast. Um, I joined a couple bands and just started like singing and I was like well this is a way that I can just perform and like play with bar bands and make money in like weird tribute bands and stuff and uh so they've always kind well, of and you are me. not just singing your your voice is incredible I don't want you can't oh, just call it just singing oh okay. yeah it's really yeah. beautiful anyway sorry go on no 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 it, that's nice of you to say it's definitely like uh taken a while for me to uh really like the way I sound because I spent so long trying to be this like musical theater person. Like in high school, I was like, that's going to be my jam. But those women have such a specific, the women who are really good at that, man, it's something that I just was not born to do. I can sort of hang, but like, it's not my sound at all. So I'm happy to have found uh, musician cohorts that are down with the way I want to sing. Right. And that, and that really happens serendipitously too, right? You're, uh, you're connecting with John Langford. Yeah. It happened from a play. Actually, I did this weird experimental theater piece, um, back when I was trying to be a serious actress, uh, that a friend of mine had written that was like a play loosely based on some of the narratives and themes in his music. And then he came to uh, rehearsal once and everyone was very like, oh, the, you know, the, uh, the source material, John Langford himself is, is coming tonight. Everyone, <laughs> we must show him our best, you know, foot forward or whatever. And I was like 23 and this, you know, rock and roller Welsh dude was just like, who wants to drink? And my hand shot straight at me. <laughs> and we've been Wait, where are you? Yes. We're actually drinking right now. I know. Here. <laughs> Anyways. like a great idea, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Thank it you. is the happy hour. hour it so. is the happy hour. Yes, it's officially happy hour. No guilt. You know, I'm, I so love that I'm back in California where happy hour exists because in Chicago, it's illegal. So, like, you, you never have What? To- isn't that stupid? It's because it's the drunkest town in the world already. So they don't need to like give you, they don't need give to give discounts you for it. Yeah. It's illegal to have a happy hour. Wow. Isn't that fucked up? I've never heard that. I know. And I was always like, wait, isn't this, isn't it like 5 p.m. when like you should be able to get a weird crab cake and like a glass of wine for $10? <laughs> no, ma'am. Yeah. You know, a, a slider and a PBR. Right? The, uh, exactly. Happy hour. Chili dog. Full price. Yeah. Chicago. I'm surprised you lasted there that long. Good um, on you. 15 years, man. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you a question. It's Ange and I met when we were actually doing television production and we worked on shows for HGTV like the real ones ones. well real in quotations yeah real (laughs) but can you I I know that bajillion dollar properties is is looking for a new home but can you talk a little bit about it because I got to watch a little bit and I was like oh my god PTSD this feels real and it's hilarious but But it's it's close to it's close to really how it was yeah yeah Um, especially kind of if you're watching the first season I bet it is kind of close we got really wild by the third and the unaired I mean, there's like, like a woman turns into a raccoon in one of my scenes. So, like, oh. <laughs> we definitely as one does. Yeah. As one does. Um, it, no, but it was super fun. It was uh, semi-scripted. So we had this awesome team of writers that would basically get together for a couple months and figure out the hard stuff about the scenes. Like, okay, my character Chelsea and this uh, guest 
need to figure out how to like the raccoon story, like they need to figure out how to eradicate all these (laughs) raccoons from this property. And they basically are like, okay, so they tell you like the arc of it, like, okay, you got to figure out how to get rid of the raccoons by the end of the third uh, act she the woman who called you there will turn into a raccoon and you're like okay great um so (laughs) wow uh but so then the fun part is that we get to figure out how to get there and what to say and what actions we want to do like we get to figure out all the in-between stuff um but we know that we have a destination so it's really like the best of all worlds it's the best way to do tv for me because i hate memorizing other people's lines because i'm a narcissist and i think that i can do it better um <laughs> and then it's a great way to like improvise whereas you're not just like out there floundering like okay i know at any moment i can jump to the end of the scene because i have like a you know you have like a life raft waiting for you so it was really delightful and i'm so sad that no network has picked it up so that we can make more of them because it was amazing. That is odd to me because you you have a lot of really big names on yeah, the show. Some of the big like I'm not I mean not only are you you guys talented, but there oh, are really yeah. big names on the show. It seems like a like you, a shoe in. You'd think so. Yeah, our main cast is great, but we were all, a lot of us were like younger in our careers with the exception of uh, Paul F and I mean I definitely I should just speak for myself. I was like early or in my career. So then to have these amazing guest stars come on, you're just like, oh my God, I'm in a scene with all of these like comedy legends and music legends. And it was such a, it's a hugely great cast. And I don't know what these networks are thinking. I think they've lost their minds to not pick this up. I think it'll get picked up. We'll, we'll keep yeah. good thoughts. Thank you. We need it. Why? W- <laughs> I, I feel like HGTV should just pick it up because <laughs> it would be really great programming and will confuse their actual regular um audience yeah they would think it's real for sure yeah right somebody said it should just go on bravo (laughs) oh well yes yes that would make sense yeah okay bravo if you're listening yeah yeah hey (laughs) we have something for you i'm gonna switch gears again back to your music um you just recorded an album with your band four lost souls um at Muscle Shoals, correct? I did, yeah. Thanks. How was that? Because I'm obsessed with that documentary. Oh, you so are? please talk about <sighs> Yeah, talk to me like no one else is listening. And we'll, <laughs> let's talk about it for like 20 minutes. Oh, my God. And then it'll get but, really boring for everyone else. <laughs> whatever. Music nerds, they're out there. No, but t- can you tell us a little bit about it? Because I, I just, it seems magical. It really is magical. It was a magical five days. We tracked 13 songs in five days. Um, we split up the wow. lead vocals mm. on this album because we really wanted, you know, Langford, he's a, a 60-year-old Welsh guy who's had a punk rock career for 30 years and who has lived in the States now for, I guess he's had a career for 40 years and he's lived in the States for 30. He has viewed uh, a lot of things about like the American South and race and politics through this very mm. outsidery lens. Um, he loves that sound and that type of country music. My co-singer and I, Bethany Thomas, we're both like black women who also love kind of rootsy Americana uh, folk and country music. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are also outsiders to it because you don't see a lot of people that look like us in it. And we all kind of wanted mm-hmm. to have this homage to the way that they made records down there. So we uh, we were approached by Norbert Putnam, who was Elvis's bassist, and he became a legendary oh. producer after that. Um, John was approached by him at the Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville. And Norbert said, hey, you kind of sound like a weird old Welsh pirate. You know what you should do? Come down to Muscle Shoals and make a record. 
John was like, okay, <laughs> that makes no sense, but great. Um, yeah, na- that that seems natural. Yeah, right? right? Like, you sound like a pirate. Come to this legendary place. Um, so <laughs> we went down there and, you know, we went down, the four of us, and we had a, uh, with our friend John Szymanski, and then we had a guitarist from Nashville, uh, Grant Johnson, and uh, we kind of knew that we'd need a backing band when we went down there, and we thought we'd just get some session guys. And then Norbert was like, no, I'll have Randy Hood play bass, like the greatest bass player of all time. Like he's on every soul and funk and country record that has ever come out of that place. Um, And then we had (laughs) Randy McCormick, who is the famous keyboardist from uh, old time rock and roll among, you know, his thousands of other hits. So we had these like amazing session players backing us up. um, And we went down there three days after the 2016 election um mm. we were interesting oh, wow interesting yeah, we 400 person to alabama <laughs> yeah. yeah wow it was interesting um but it was very cool and weird because we were in this little pocket this little like liberal bubble of these sort of like super liberal artsy mm. musician revolutionaries and uh we did not record in fame studios we recorded in a place called the nut house because david hood said i'm sick of fame I've played there too much. And I was like, fair, sir. <laughs> oh, okay. Aretha or Etta James album I have, you played in that one room in fame. So yeah, we'll play whatever you want right. to play, man. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Yeah. Jesus. That must have been really cathartic three days after the election. I wish we were doing something positive and yeah, beautiful like that at the time. Yeah. I think we were still in the crying anger phase. Yeah, still in bed crying with a bucket Or denial of ice cream. phase, maybe. Yeah, I hear that. I was kind of like forced to confront it like right away, <laughs> which was good and also kind of wearying, but it, it was good. So how do you balance all of this is my question. Mm. So I feel like everyone in at least the studio, we're all hustling, but it seems like you're doing it very well. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I credit Chicago with that. Like Chicago is the city of hustle. Mm. Like everybody's got 10 jobs or 10 gigs going on. And it's, uh, I mean, it's just, it was so natural there to be like, I mean, at one point I was like working at a bar, trying to be a DJ dancing with a, a, a bar mitzvah follow-along dance group on the weekends. Like, what? Wow. Wait, let's, wait, 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 wait. You have to pause. Yeah, what, we're going to have to rewind. What was that? This is a job? Yeah, I mean, I'm job. in. Oh, my God. You know those, okay, have you ever been to, like, a bar or a bat mitzvah when, like, a dance group comes out? Yes. Sure. So I was one of those women, like, <laughs> doing, like, YMCA and stuff with old Jewish people. And then... <laughs> That sounds incredible. I'm sorry. It kind of was. It pays about as well as like your worst catering job. So <laughs> it's not like a cash cow. But I was like, oh, I'm performing and it's fun. But yeah, I just like, I've always been juggling a thousand things. I recorded a solo album by myself, despite not really being able to play all of the instruments. And I kind of like farmed them out when I couldn't play them. But I just like decided to do that in 2012 while I was on stage at Second City. And it did not at all seem weird to me because everyone I knew was, you know, had 10 projects on the side of their main side project. Um, so I think I'm just continuing that out here. It's it's weirder here because, uh, I don't know, there's an expectation of like Well, because now you have happy hour. Yeah. So maybe that's what's been holding us back. Yeah, I think happy hour. Actually, actually. I was going to suggest we go to happy hour after this interview. So is that what's been holding? Maybe it's it's Chicago with the no happy hour rule. Yeah, I think we're going to have to move. Wait, but do you feel held back? (laughs) You're not held back. You guys are thriving. By happy hour? 
No, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it's interesting that you felt that in Chicago, but you've also lived in San Francisco and L.A., two very productive, bustling cities, especially for your industry. Yeah. Um, I didn't live in San Francisco. I was in Vacaville. That's where I was a child. Um, oh, okay. Oh, so oh, Northern oh, California. Yeah. All right. Well, just over a couple bridges. Yeah, just same. Just two bridges and a lot of <laughs> annoying traffic. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you also, are you going to book maybe any solo music gigs while you're in SF next month? Um, you know, I would love to. You know, you know that's, some, that's something that I should have been smarter about and thought about doing. <laughs> um, oh, oops. No, it's like a... You want me to help, you want me to help with that? <laughs> yeah. Can you set me up with some? You got some in somewhere? Yeah, sure. Yeah, totally. And I know of a couple backup dancers. Yeah. Okay. That uh <laughs> Great. We'll get the old That would look terrible. <laughs> Sorry, that would look awful. Um, no, I'm no, we're not gonna do that to you, Tawny. No, no, no. <laughs> You're beautiful and a magical creature. We're just these two Well, we could wear Asian masks, girls. but we could still dance. Yeah, we could just say it. <laughs> You used to be a dancer when you were younger. Anyway, back to Tawny. Um, yeah, back to Tawny. Well, do you have a one true love or is it just kind of like you work on this just because you get inspired by something or, you know, you meet someone and then that, that turns that turns you on to music versus acting? Or is there one that you really love above above them all? Um, there's not, but they do go in like moon phases of like I'm sick of this thing or this thing hasn't been feeling very fulfilling. Oh, yeah, I get to pivot and do the other thing. Um, my 2016 was a really great year for TV for me. I just did like all the bajillion stuff. I have a show on BET called the comedy get down. That's finally airing now, but it, we shot it all, uh, last year. I did a ton of like cool guest spots on shows I really like. And I was like, Oh man, I can be like a, mm -hmm. a TV actress and I can make a small, but you know, livable wage. And then 2017 has been very little TV work and all music. I, we did a full, like, a nationwide tour basically with this band made even less money but it's it's nice to be able to like uh when I get beat up by one or sick of one I can like turn and focus on the other one a little bit so I think I think I'm just gonna always kind of live in both worlds I hope I hope I love that yeah it never gets old that yeah. way and the comedy get down is hilarious oh, and, and it's so great that charlie murphy yeah charlie murphy uh was yeah. was there for the entire season yeah right? it was really great i didn't i don't think uh anyone really knew how sick he was but looking back i'm like oh i could tell now obviously i'm like oh that's what that was is that he wasn't doing well but he was so great to work with so i was really glad for that experience mm -hmm. and you're the lady of the show <laughs> i mean it's you and these great comedian men yeah. but you're you're the lady that carries them through it i'm the woman i'm the one woman yeah it's very funny they're all like <laughs> i told them it was like being at thanksgiving with like all my uncles like every time we'd sit down and do one of those like breakfast meeting scenes i was just like oh my yeah, god this yeah. is all too familiar they, they were really great to me it was very funny <laughs> Tawny, besides Sketchfest uh, and uh, Spontaneous Nation in January, what else is coming up in 2018? Uh, well, with the band, we're going to go to the, um, I can't say it because it's a Welsh word, but we're going to Wales for the Longarn Festival. I'm so sorry. If that sounds right. Oh, no, 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 that sounds right. right. I'm like the yeah, Longarn Festival. Um, 
We're doing that in <laughs> April, and then we're going to play a couple of dates in Manchester and London, I think. With uh, We're going to be opening for the original Mekons, which is where my bandmate John Langford is from. Uh, they have their original Mekons oh. lineup, um, so it's going to be really cool. A rare opportunity that they all get in the same place and play together. Um, so, yeah, there's that, and then wow. I so think... Oh, and then I think we'll be back in uh, Rhode Island. We're going to do another little East Coast tour in like July, but that's far away. That's far away. Well, I also read that, I mean, you don't have your finger in enough industries. (laughs) I also read that you're uh, potentially going to start a new podcast that sounds really awesome. Yes. Oh, my God. I just got the email. They greenlit it like just today. Wow. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Oh, Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> hey, cheers. Clink. <laughs> Clink. Now, can you explain what this is about? Because it sounds I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. It's um, me and my good friend and longtime Second City cohort uh, and fellow musician, Alex Kleiner. And we uh, wanted to do, we're kind of calling it like a reverse song exploder, if you're familiar with that amazing podcast. We basically wanted to talk about the process of songwriting, but we wanted to write a song, an original song in only seven days with strangers every week. Not necessarily, but like strange to each other. Um, Right. Okay. uh Our pilot episode has Paula Tompkins and uh, Caitlin Tarver, who's an amazing pop singer, and then Alex and I. And so the four of us create this little band just for seven days to completely write, conceive, and record an original song. And then we record the podcast on the seventh day where we talk about what that process was like. So it's kind of like, um, yeah, it's kind of like Song Explorer, but backwards. And it's also like an insane way to write music because (laughs) why are we putting added pressure on ourselves? I don't know. I guess like it's difficult. (laughs) But yeah, that's called oh, the that's super awesome. group. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. The I'm super group. All right. And and so it got greenlit, so you're not quite sure when it's coming out, but it, it will be. It it better be. It's been taking a while to get to this point. So I got the email today and I was like, yes, finally. Okay, but when though, guys? But like when? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when will it happen? Yes. Um so I, I wanted to round this out and talk a little bit about Spontaneous Nation. If people haven't seen it before, I've seen it uh, live once before. And it was hilarious. I loved it. Um, can you talk a little bit about it and what people will expect when they come to the show? If you haven't seen Spontaneous Nation, oh boy, are you in for a treat. It starts mm-hmm. with Paula Tompkins doing a stream of consciousness monologue that some people think is scripted, which I didn't realize until recently. He said that fans or people will often ask him, if he's like written that out like a stand-up bit, to me it's very obvious that he's just out there like making shit up as it comes. But maybe that's just because we're friends <laughs> and I know him. Um, but it's always very funny. And then he has a guest, like a special guest, come on, who he does like a pretty, uh, pretty casual like interview with. It's kind of like you're just sitting with Paul and like his friends and like listening to their conversation. And then he invites improvisers on, which is where I come in. And uh, at Sketchfest this year, we'll have Janet Varney, the, the maiden of Sketchfest, yep. and uh, yep. Eugene Cordero. And then we come out and we improvise a long like, narrative story based on details from that interview. So it's like, if you love PFT, you get a little of him by himself. If you love interview shows, you get that. And if you like improv and aren't you know tired by then, <laughs> then you get that. Right. I was like, it is from 10 to 1130. So hopefully not everyone's drunk. <laughs> or maybe hopefully they are. It is a Friday. So I feel like last year the show, they were a little drunk. Were they? I remember. Yeah, it felt like. 
It felt like it. In San Francisco, at least, it's like nobody works anymore. All hours right. of the day, the streets are packed. There's traffic. The restaurants are, there's waits in the restaurants. It's like yeah. no one works anymore. You've I'm turned convinced. into LA. In this city. Oh, <laughs> where Ange is originally from. Well, I don't well, know. Well, there you go. That makes sense. You're originally from sense. here? I am, yeah. I'm originally from West LA, but it's funny because all of my friends, my inner circle, none of them are actors or directors or working in in the industry at all it's really funny like so when people try to stereotype what uh an angelino is like that's not my (laughs) perception at all it's really funny yeah you actually grew up in a different community down here that's probably very valuable because i find it to be really like uh homogenous here because everyone has the same thing i have which you know yeah you don't feel as special. Like and and they're Chicago. hustling at it, too. They're, like, killing yeah. it at it. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. I just went to an audition today where these girls were, like, I mean, it briefly mentioned that the girl had, like, gone to an exercise class, that the character had gone to an exercise class. And these women were in, like, full, like, Jane Fonda spandex. I was like, ladies, like, we don't have to work <laughs> whoa, this hard. Lululemon. <laughs> Well, how are how are you liking it there, though? I mean, did, are you finding roles that are, are you finding more roles these days that you feel like you can you can really get into that that really speak to you or, or what's it like for you? I don't know. It's kind of like, like I said, 2016 was better. This year has been a little slower, but like the friends and like connections that I made last year uh, have invited me to do interesting little things and passion projects and small web series and so it's been good. Uh, the roles that I've gotten that I've really loved have come about because they're like the perfect uh, uh, intersection of all my skills. Like I did an episode of Documentary Now, which was uh, oh. <laughs> so much fun. Oh, my God. First of all, yes. I love that show. Second of all, it was I mean, my my world like folded in on itself. It was a Stop Making Sense parody. So it was like a fake talking heads type band. And in Chicago, <laughs> one of those crazy hustler jobs I had was I was in a Talking Heads tribute band, and every of year, of course, we did stuff. Yeah. Oh, that band. is so fun! I yeah. love the Talking Heads. Okay, oh, I love them too. So I got that. I got that audition, and I was just like, "Oh, if I don't get this, something's very fundamentally wrong with me." Because I'm like, my whole life has been leading <laughs> up to do this like comedic take on the show. Um, so yeah, stuff like that. When it when it comes in, uh, when it comes, it feels like, oh, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, and things fall into place when they're right. And that's very encouraging. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, pilot season's coming up and that is a great way to make everyone here feel like garbage all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. Can't wait. Sounds great. (laughs) It's a miserable time. So, um, Tawny, uh, we're going to wrap this up, but um, I wanted to reiterate to our audience that you're going to be here at Sketchfest in San Francisco on Friday, January 12th. Spontanean Nation, 10 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. at the Marines Memorial Theater, which is in San Francisco. People can get tickets at sketchfest.com. Is there anything else you want to plug while you're still here? Oh, you know, just everybody everybody chill out out there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that plug. Wow, exactly. Everything's Thank enough. you. I needed that. <laughs> yeah. No, you guys are cool. It is, you don't need to chill I mean, out. Everybody else does. We're We're fine. Yeah. Yeah, everyone else can chill the fuck out. Well, and I think maybe travel more. You're a big traveler, aren't you? I am. Like, get out there, explore, and I think maybe it'll make you feel a lot better about yourself and the world it does. if you actually go out and be a part of it. It does, and I, and I mean, a, a tiny rant. I know we're wrapping up. I, I like. Oh no! 
please keep going. No, I just feel like it, uh, traveling, you know, it's not a hobby to me. Like people think it's just like a hobby or a luxury. It really keeps me sane for when I come back to this grind and this country and this nonsense. It reminds me that there's such a bigger thing going on, bigger than me, bigger than what kind of cardstock my headshots are printed on or whatever. Um, (laughs) That's pretty big, I'm sure. Right. And then lately it's also like (laughs) a nice way to uh, be an ambassador for this country and show the rest Mm -hmm. of the world that we're not all xenophobic. We need it now. Yeah. So I've been enjoying, I've been enjoying getting out of here and just being like, Hey, we're still all right. I promise. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, don't believe the hype. And people are beautiful and inherently good. And you realize that when you travel, especially for an extended amount of time. And you like traveling alone, right? I do. I love my husband, but I also like being by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers to that. Ange and I can both relate. Ange is a traveler by herself. She'll go for months at a time. Yeah, it's my preferred method of travel yeah. <laughs> you can just like get into the moment not worry about anyone it's cheaper um are you cool about like sleeping mm-hmm. in weird and you comfort? leave yourself open for experiences totally yeah do you find that you're like chill about like sleeping in weird places and being experimental oh are you kidding are I, you <laughs> whenever my whenever i come home and my friends are like i'm so jealous and i'm like but honestly if you knew how i did this you probably wouldn't even want to do it oh, you yeah. know like for me it's great but it's not for everyone oh yeah i love when people think that i'm like rich and that's like i'm some trust fund kid and that's how i'm able to do it and i'm like no bitch i just slept on a cargo ship in the mediterranean like <laughs> this is not glamorous shut up oh, really that's that sounds amazing awesome. i mean it kind of <laughs> it was scary but <laughs> it was cheap that was Tawny Newsom. Who didn't love her? The amazing Tawny Newsom. Yeah. How come we haven't just hung out with her? Mm-hmm. Have we met her before? I think we we're best friends now officially. Do you? I feel like we feel like that with all of our guests. <laughs> but I think she would appreciate our in studio shenanigans. Yeah. Meaning drinking. We should try to get her in here in January. Yes, I mean I would love for her to come into the studio. I'll bring the ukulele. She can sing, you know. We can do some talking heads. You know how to play talking heads? I will learn it. It's. I mean, I got to figure, I, I, sh- I could learn how to do one talking head song. I want it to be Psycho Killer, obviously. And, I mean, I will pitch this. Okay. You better start. You better start. All right. Yeah. Get Practicing. on it. Let's yeah, do it. get on it. No more, <laughs> no more vacation. What? No more, you I've know. I've been working it. What are you talking oh, about? Yeah. So, um, anyway. Anyway, focus. Yeah, I'm focusing. Tawny Newsom, who's amazing. Uh, see her at Spontaneous Nation during Sketchfest, which is Friday, January 12th. Uh, you can buy your tickets at sketchfest.com. Thanks for listening. Bitch, please. <laughs>